Welcome to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. Hi, I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. This is the Murder Museum, where we solve original, fictional, murder, mysteries. Woo! And boy, I have a feeling this one's gonna be a doozy. (gasps) The manor is alive. Deep within these twisting halls lies the heart. I am Gilly the butler, and I am surrounded by Easter eggs. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm surrounded by characters that we have met before, which is crazy. Having read that, um, I have some more envelopes to pass out, right? Yes. So, how do you want to pass out the envelopes? I guess I'll let, I'll let you decide. Um, one at a time so I can get faces to names. Okay. So, I think I'll start with Alec Harker. All right. Alec Harker, the young man with the slicked back hair and the ascot. Where's his hand? You pass him the envelope. Okay. Um, does he... Does he say thank you? Does it seem like there's any familiarity? Nope. No one seems particularly close to you here. You get that vibe. Besides Genevieve. Okay. As I pass the envelope to Alec, I'll say, and how did you know Whitesell? Lord Whitesell was my headmaster many years ago, my mentor. Aside, thank goodness that the name of the manor is actually the name of the person. (gasps) An assumption paid off. (laughs) (laughs) Lord Whitesell was his professor. Oh my gosh, do I need to re-listen to one of your Marcus is Gone This Week episodes again? <laughs> uh, you will not need to, but there, there's some little Easter eggs. It's not very subtle of me just to basically tell people, maybe you should look up. <laughs> if you need any indication that we're not privy to secrets before recording these, all the, all, all that you need is just the fact that I openly uh, reveal <laughs> secrets. Um, okay. Next, I'm going to go to Jane, who I recognized. It said Jane and Medina. Yep, Medina and Jane. Um, so you read out Medina and Jane, and uh, Jane grabs the envelope, but a young woman who's sitting right next to her scoots over to read the envelope with her. Uh, she has long, flowing blonde hair, flowers twisted throughout her braids, and a very light, sparkling dress. Honestly, kind of glowing a little bit. Glowing. And I will, as I approach them, say, and how did you know the late Lord Whitesell? The uh, young woman with the blonde hair answers, Oh, he was our great uncle. And you two are sisters? Uh, yes. Jane and I are the fondest of sisters. Jane kind of rolls her eyes just a little bit. Was the name of Jane's sister Medina? Yes, it was. It was this whole time? Yes. It was also the name of the summer camp. Right, Camp Medina. Okay. Named after her sister who had passed away. Gotcha. How curious. <laughs> okay. Um, I call out Sebastian Bell. Ooh, it's not Sebastian Bell. It's Bell Hertz. Ah, dang it. That is a Ah, oh, that that is a good guess, but alas, is that Bell B E L L E? 
B-E-L, uh, named after a uh, listener. I can't quite remember. <laughs> named after listener. So, thus, she has appeared before. Uh, she's a tall woman with a top hat and leather bracers. On her shoulder is a small capuchin monkey in a vest. It hisses as she, at you as you as it notices you staring at it. You know how I feel about animal <laughs> companions and a top hat. You're uh, won my heart, even if they do hiss at me. As you uh, hand the envelope over, the monkey actually scampers up your arm and grabs the bee necklace from your neck and y- yanks it off. Uh, rude. Don't mind, sorry, don't mind Sebastian. <laughs> what? He's just Wait. playful like that. Uh, Belle hands the necklace back to you. Okay. Um, and Belle, Miss Belle, Miss hmm. Hertz? Doctor, please. Doctor Hertz? Yes. That's not a great name for a doctor. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, what can I say? I, I did choose it. <laughs> Um, how did you know the late Lord? We were colleagues once upon a time. And and your discipline? Your expertise? A specialty? Yes. Uh, yes, uh, we were specifically interested in um, folklore, uh, specifically deific folklore and manual incarnation. Excellent. Okay, to Sumter? A younger man wearing a long uh, leather overcoat. And a eye patch raises his hand. All right, I I go over and I say, "How did you know the Lord?" Lord Weitzel was also my headmaster at, back at school. Oh, and what school? That would be. <laughs> Nathan is looking on things on his wall to come up with a name quickly. Oh my goodness! Though no, I, I... Sh- shall I do a listener name raffle? Got it. Oh, you got it. Okay. At uh, Ellistone Ellistone Academy. I think I lost the accent there. Ellistone Academy. Okay, I hand him the letter. Thank you. And his full name was... Sumter Hope. Okay, there's a letter for me, it sounds like. Yes, one is labeled Gilly, Gilly Doo. Okay. Gilly Doo? Yes. Um, well, let's... There's one more for Genevieve, you have not passed it to her. Yes, correct. <laughs> I, I suppose I will do that first. She winks at you as you pass it over. Hmm. <laughs> and I say, and how did you know, Lord Whitezell? <laughs> We've been friends many years now. Hmm. Okay, and finally I uh, kind of back away from the crowd so I can set down my platter, pick up my own envelope. Oh, right. And read it. Ah, Gilly, you have been with me since I was just a naive lord of 13. You've seen me on my good days and my bad ones. One last time, I am asking you to trust me. See that M is destroyed. I fear that one of my guests might awaken her instead of putting her to eternal rest. Use what I've given you to summon her, then put her to sleep. Keep your eyes and your vines peeled. I will see you one last time, my friend. Oh boy, okay. See that M is destroyed. I assume that M is the the manor itself, which apparently is alive. I don't know that for sure, but that it's destroyed. Someone is going to try to awaken her, but apparently we want to summon her and then put her to sleep with no awakening. 
keep your eyes and your vines peeled. All right. Do I have vine powers? What 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 are we talking <laughs> here? What is that? What does that even mean? I'm I'm going to just try to close my eyes and make vines shoot from my fingers. Does it work? It doesn't, sadly. No. <laughs> hey, anything is possible. This is a very occult mystery we have the starts to. And we do have a mystery now. It sounds like Whitesoul, Lord Professor Whitesoul, is convinced someone here, maybe he didn't even know who, would backstab his wish. Now, why will I see him one last time? I do not know. <laughs> Fascinating. What's the vibe of the room? Um, everyone, uh, so Medina and Jane are kind of talking to themselves. The others are reading their envelopes silently. Um, as you kind of finish yours, uh, Sumter is the first to stand, and he exits the dining room. Sumter? Yes. After a few moments, other people start standing as well, and Genevieve is going to approach you. Okay, I let her. Okay. I am confused why people are leaving, because why are we being given separate clues if we're supposed to do this together? I didn't read anything in this letter about stakes or competition. All right, Genevieve approaches. Uh, she comes up to you, grabs your arm. Marcus! Oh, she looks at you. Wait. What was the last exhibit you solved? Oh, no. Um, the one before this, the moonshine exhibit. Oh, the moonshine. Good, okay. Do you have the amulet? I do. Can I see it? You can. I open it up, but I, I don't gesture to give it to her. I gesture to show her that I have it. She will uh, ask for it. She uh, turns around, and uh, she's has a little satchel, and she opens it up. Yes. Um, I would like a little more information before I hand this over. I remember something, something extremely powerful source of energy. Oh. <sighs> yes, as everyone's standing up, she kind of shows the satchel. I suppose I owe you somewhat of an explanation. Um, I, I, I mean, what, what do you want to know? What's your goal? What's my goal? Goal in, in what sense? What do I want? What do I? Why am I here? Um. All right. <laughs> how, how many questions am I permitted here? <laughs> well, we've got an hour, so I, I do have instructions in my letter, so I do need to do those at some point. But okay. First, a couple of questions about the here and now, and then just one or two broad questions. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. So, uh, first of all, why are people not sharing information? Is there something secret going on here? Like, why wouldn't everyone be working together? Given what... Well, we only have an hour to gather the said items. Given what I, my envelope, my letter said, I assume everyone's... Everyone's letters suit to their skill set. Okay. Shall we say? And you'd be willing to share your letter with me? Oh, if you'd like. Okay, Genevieve's letter says, Ah, my dear friend and financial advisor these past years, we have shared many dreams and nightmares over a cup of tea on a cold winter evening. I know your interest in all of this can be an asset. I will need you to go to the conservatory to snatch Tevya. You will need the cage. Okay, uh, I assume that Tevya is not... Uh, the Jewish father from Fiddler <laughs> on the U Roof because uh, Cage would be very inhumane. So we'll say that that is uh, certainly hope so. an animal. Okay. Interesting. 
I'm like, okay, so you belong in this time and place? Well, belong is a sort of a strong word. I've been here a little bit. But you bit are while. here. I am here. You are here, but you've been here. Yes, I, as you may have noticed, some exhibits overlap. They're in the same place. Not necessarily the same time, but same world. So, is the current iteration of you, did you enter here through the museum? Or are you here here? Oh, I see what you're saying. I am not here here. I did come via another exhibit. Interesting. Okay, and then... I'm sure we'll have more time. We have an hour limit, but what's what's your end goal? End goal with, with what? This this exhibit? This the museum. Museum. You remember the ghost of the machine? Vaguely. Well, we well, I. We were a small group of people who feel. We feel like there should be more to this than solving murders. Well, we were a small group, but the others are gone. But, listen, this is incredible, Marcus. Hopping in and out of these pocket dimensions, leaving an imprint, and, and, and for what? To Kelsey solve yet another murder? To gather more endeavor for an unseen god? What, what is it all for? I don't know. I just, there should be more. More that we can do. And, uh, the others left a long time ago, and I've been on my own. And, look, I've got my own reasons for being this specific exhibit. I'm looking for something. And this can help us have a bigger impact than just solving a murder. Hmm. It's about saving a life. Hmm. Well, I appreciate the sentiment, and the sentiment is almost enough for me to trust you. Almost. But something tells me that... If this exhibit had a name, <laughs> I don't know. Something just tells me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Names of exhibits? <laughs> Do you not name exhibits? What? What's your shorthand? What? Wait, wait. You you asked me if I met you at the Moonshine exhibit. How'd you know it was called the Moonshine exhibit? Oh, I knew what the Moonshine is. Everyone yeah, moonshine. that's so true. Rats. Hey. Okay. <laughs> oh, I hope I don't regret this. I pop open. The, the locket, and I toss the amulet to her. Thank you. She puts it in the satchel. As she opens it, you do see a flash of something red and scaly, something you've seen before in the gala exhibit, the sanguine serpent. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after I toss it, I'm like, hold on, you tied up a lady and put her in a closet. <laughs> Are we just going to gloss over that? That happened. Ah, I had hoped that you'd forgotten about that. Yes. All right, all right, Miss. But you saved it. Moral high ground, (laughs) saving lives. Clearly, you're not above a a little bit of dubious. Yes, but because I gave you that moratorium, Marcus, you saved an entire airship. How noble is that? And that's only because you met me. Pretty dagnam noble. (laughs) Dang it. Uh, I, I want to speak more to you, but I don't have time. <laughs> you just, you just keep up that mysterious shtick, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you later. I, I think Anytime. I've, I have a feeling that. <sighs> All right, last question. Oh yes. What's, what's, what's gonna happen tonight? Is someone gonna stop this from happening? Is someone gonna release this? I assume, being of ancient origin and dark intention. 
Uh, is something bad gonna happen tonight? Well, seeing as you did come through the murder museum, I presume there's going to be a murder. <sighs> Dang it. <laughs> I kind of hate you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you just said maybe we can save a life, so yes. I'm not going to let a murder happen if I can stop it. Listen, if you want to talk more, you can come with me to the conservatory. I'm sure I could use help capturing Tevya. He's a little tricky. I'll meet you there in a bit. I think I want to get a, a brief scope on where other people are. Okay. As she steps away, um, you see that people are starting to filter out of the dining room. I think I'm going to uh, waltz over to Medina and Jane... Uh, unless they've already left the room, and ask them if I can be of service. Perhaps I can help them with their task. Oh, thank you, but... uh, uh, Medina answers for the two of them. Thank you, but uh, I think we can sort it out on our own. We'll we'll let you know if we need help there. Okay. As they step through the dining room doors, you do notice that there is a frame next to the door that has a map. Ah. I want to look at that for sure. Okay. <clears throat> you can go ahead and ap- open map one. Okay. It's a map of Whitesell Manor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the top right corner, it says, rooms are subject to change. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sure is ominous. Um, and it is a... I can only describe a sliding puzzle arrangement of rooms here of various various parallelograms, uh, I guess rectangles. Um, There is the entrance hall, the ballroom, the study, the library and gallery, the conservatory, the dining room, the wine cellar, and the kitchen. There are some symbols around the outside, um, including a bee... I instinctively reach to the bee necklace that I'm no longer wearing. Uh, Dr. Bell gave it back to you. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Um, Also a symbol of a birdcage, a sword or dagger, a key, a skull, and maybe a wine stopper. No, like a lantern. It's like a lantern. It's like a potion bottle. Like a potion bottle. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, we will just log that all away. I do not think that I'm going to glean something from those symbols right now. Hmm. I think... Can I just go to the ballroom? Just pick a random room and go there? Yeah. As you walk into the entrance hall, grand hall with a large staircase leading up, the large chandelier hanging in the center, uh, you go across to the ballroom. There is a pair of double doors. You push through and enter a large, well-lit room lined with mirrors. Along the sides, there's a few suits of armor. There's a grandfather clock. There are a couple of paintings scattered about and a grand piano located in one corner of the room. Any people in here? Not yet. You've followed Medina and Jane out. They hopped into the library, um, and you've gone into the ballroom. Alec is a vampire, so if he's in a room full of mirrors, I'd be curious about 
how how overt his <laughs> vampirism is. Okay, I'll I'll remember these things are in here. I could look around closer, but kind of want to get a general scope. So, if a murder's gonna happen, those like ninety percent of the time happen in the wine cellar. So I want to go to the wine cellar. Okay, <clears throat> as you um uh, exit the ballroom, Sumpter walks in. Ah. So he nods to you as he enters. And you see in the entrance hall, Genevieve is standing by the door of the conservatory. She is gesturing towards you. Alec is leaning on the banister, just kind of lurking. Vampires tend to lurk. Um, All right. If Genevieve needs me, I guess now's a good time as any. So I will join her and go to the conservatory. All right. You enter the conservatory, and immediately you're hit with a wall of hot, humid air. But it actually feels pretty nice. Um, the ground kind of sticks to your bare feet as you walk on the um, mud and cobblestones. So the conservatory is made up of a huge frosted glass roof and frosted glass pane walls. There is a large tree in the center with a small stone. There's a fountain. Uh, and then along the ceiling, there are various gargoyles carved into stone. Is there something written on the stone by the tree? There is. It says Merrick Dew. I've heard the name Merrick before, right? Uh, not, not, mm, not in that an is exhibit. Not important. Not in an exhibit. Oh my gosh! And is Genevieve in here? Yes. She came with me. Okay. She is gesturing up into the up at the tree. I say, Genevieve, is this a relative of Gilly's? Oh, yes. Sorry, that's her father. Noted. And hey, why why aren't you roll shifted? Wait, what? Hey, you got here through exhibits, but you're not placed in a body like I am. Fortunately for me, and unfortunately for you, when you've uh, traveled through as many exhibits as I have, you discovered various ways of keeping yourself normal. Hmm. But it does have its disadvantages. For example, you are a part of this world, which will be very helpful very soon. You'll see. Mm. Well, where's Tevya? Ah, yes. Tevya is right over there. She points to the tree up at the very top is a small mechanical bird. Mechanical? Yes. Uh, wind it up in the back? Like, how how steampunk does this look? Pretty steampunk. You don't see a wind, but um, as you look at it, it does, like, blink and flit around. So it, if it's wind up, it seems to have a very long wind. How do we get him? Well, first of all, we'll need the cage, and then I assume we'll have to startle the bird. This is one of Lord Weitzel's favorite little pets that he's made. And has he made many? Oh, yes. He was a bit of a dabbler in the realm of science or mad science hmm. is there any science that isn't mad science okay and uh, where did your letter say the cage was again oh we'll need to find that you take a look around the room once again and you see that one of the gargoyles has a bird cage in its mouth interesting anything written on the gargoyle or next to it uh, no, it's too far up to see. It's about 20 feet up. You do notice that there are thin vines scrawling up the wall, um, leading up to the gargoyle, 
and then leading back down into a plot of dirt. Hmm. I put my bare feet on the dirt. Feels very welcoming. Uh-huh. How strange. I feel it out. I, 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 can I touch the vines with my hands? Like, what, what's the connection here? Uh, you touch the vines with your hand, and you feel a little, little jolt. This does feel right. It doesn't feel right? It, it does feel right. Oh, a jolt. Um, I try to climb the vines? The vine is not strong enough for you to climb. I try to grow vines from my feet? You try and will vines to grow, and you hear vines crackling wrong, long stone. You look up and you see that the vine has extended. Vine powers. Is it strong <laughs> enough now? It's not quite strong enough to climb. But I can use the vine to get the cage. I'm going to will the vines <laughs> to push the cage out of the gargoyle's mouth. You hold on to the vine, bury your feet in the ground, and you think really, really hard, willing the vines to push the cage out of the gargoyle's mouth. And incredibly, the vines curl up around the gargoyle's head and nudge the cage out of its mouth and on to the ground. I catch it. <laughs> you catch it? Um, <clears throat> Genevieve takes a moment to say, hmm, told you it'd be useful to be part of this world. Clearly. Um, <laughs> well, now I know why I'm barefoot. So the cage is an old iron cage, and on the bottom, it just looks like a bird cage, but on the bottom there are the letters C-A-G-E. Also known as cage. Ta-da! Like in, like they're the four cardinal directions? Uh, no, just like in a little semicircle. A little semicircle. Cage. Why do you say the n- letters one at a time? They're all caps. Okay. <laughs> um, just in case you couldn't spell, I-, I wanted to make it a little trickier for you. <laughs> Everything's a puzzle. Okay. Now, how do we startle Tevya? Oh, well, I was hoping that uh, you come in handy there as well, seeing as, well, it's your father. Hmm. I can't throw a shoe at it because no, I don't have shoes. And I'm not going off of mine. Sorry. This ground is far too gross. <laughs> totally respectable. It's not like I'm barefoot walking in this gross ground or something. What do you mean it's my dad? Are you saying that I can like waken this guy from the dead? Oh, no. <laughs> Marcus, you're a dryad. I'm a... <laughs> I'm a what? You're a dryad plant-based mythological creature did that not come across i'm pretty slow on these kind of things you're gonna have to bear with me <laughs> all right well uh, yes uh after dryad dies they fully form into a tree oh this is my father yes but you could speak to him ask him to move his branches a little bit could i now i i reach out and i touch the the tree and I think thoughts. <laughs> you feel the warmth of a father's love as you wow. reach out to I haven't the... felt that since last episode. <laughs> I know, it's been so long. <laughs> your father's voice echoes in, in your ear. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have picked up. <laughs> the, vo- the fatherly voice says, I'm so proud of you and your podcast. <laughs> wow. I'm proud of you, son. Good job, buckaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time, sport. Uh, the tree slash father 
uh, obliges to your wishes and shakes its branches, starting the bird from its perch. Now, the bird starts flying around and starts diving at you. It is strangely fast. Faster than any real bird should be. Mm. Hey, Genevieve, you uh, last exhibit you gave me a hammer and it made everything look like a <laughs> nail. But occasionally you still find nails out in the wild. Yes, and I'll be very grateful. Mine is broken. But also, doesn't it come with consequences? Are you sure yours is broken? Oh. Or do you just want me to use mine? Um, she gives you a flat look. It is thoroughly broken. Remember, 53 seconds, and you're fine. Okay. Well, I don't like your hesitance to do it yourself, but I'm going <laughs> to use the moratoria to freeze time for just a moment in order to catch this bird. Okay. Do you want to... Do you want me to say it takes two tries, or do you want to roll a dice and see how many tries it takes? Not, uh, not for any reason, just for flavor. Well, yeah, let's let's see how many seconds it takes me, because this is stakes. I, I don't actually know what happens. So, uh, Nathan is bouncing with giddy <laughs> excitement at the, the possibility of me. <laughs> so, yes, I, I want, I want to, to roll a die. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d20. 17. Whew. Okay. As you open the moratoria, everything goes dead silent. Uh, even Genevieve freezes. And the bird freezes as well. It takes you a couple tries, and the more you try, the more you notice that there's a slight buzzing sound in the background. In fact, it's, it feels like statics almost coming in from somewhere, which is weird, and especially noticeable in this dead silent world. But without any consequences, you are able to catch Tevya in the birdcage. Okay, I unfreeze time. Okay. Oh, fantastic. That didn't take too long. You don't know that. Well, yes, I suppose I don't. I suppose you're right. <sighs> well, we still have 15 more minutes. She's interrupted by an ear-piecing shriek that echoes throughout the manor. Even the walls seem to shake a little bit as this shriek pierces your ears. You said something about this being the murder museum. And I think we just have our first murder. Twenty eight five fourteen nine seven eight twenty thirteen one eighteen five twenty three one nineteen twenty eighteen one sixteen sixteen five four two twenty one twenty fourteen five twenty two five eighteen four five nineteen twenty eighteen fifteen twenty five five four.